under your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jay Park. Welcome to it. You're listening to a very special edition of the Joey Clark Radio Hour. We are now officially after this weekend, really on the main thoroughfare to WrestleMania 34. They're not even paying us to talk about it. I'm just that pumped. And alongside me to talk about this, my roommate Jonathan. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. How about you? And Mike. He's back again. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. How's it going? Oh, it's, it's fantastic. Like I was telling you all off air, I've been looking forward to this all day. Um, because I was listening to some podcasts this morning about the uh, upcoming WrestleMania and the card. Uh, and there aren't... I'm sure there'll be some disappointments, but it's not... It's hardly ever perfect, but it is going to be a strong WrestleMania. One of the strongest, I think, in a while. Yeah, it's shaping up nicely. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, now, you said you were trying to... Are you going? I am going, You yes. are going? Yes, yes, yes. Wow. And I you said wait. it was a Christmas present? Yes. Got from me. your wife. Yeah, yeah, four tickets, taking the kids down to New Orleans. And this is their first wrestling. Yes. Oh. And first time in New Orleans. They've never been there before. Oh, so. it's, it's a lovely it's place. It's going to be a cultural experience for them. Yeah, I say it's a lovely place. Certain <laughs> places aren't all that lovely. No, it, it is a very lovely place. Well, you lived there for a while. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. It is. I enjoyed it the times I've visited New Orleans, but mm. the roads are insane. Oh, the roads are horrible, and if you can't parallel park, you are screwed. Oh, yeah. And I could not parallel park, so I was screwed. Now, when you just, I, for some reason, I'm, when I hear the word WrestleMania, the first image that comes to mind is that clip of Vince McMahon, you know, just WrestleMania. But what do y'all think of when you just hear the word first? Like, what's a memory? Like, what makes, what is quintessentially WrestleMania to you two? Oh, boy. Um, so many. It's yeah. the showcase of the immortals. Ooh. Yeah. It's showcase of the immortals. I like that. It's the culmination of like it's the season's finale essentially of wrestling. Yeah. It is because wrestling it's fifty two weeks a year, no days off, no off season, as they like to say. That's right. And uh, so WrestleMania is like the season finale of everything and then the night after WrestleMania, that Monday Night Raw, that's the season premiere, so to speak. So it's the... I don't know. It's what everything builds towards for, you know, at least the last, well, since Survivor Series, I guess. Right, right. Um, or actually even SummerSlam. Uh, you, you know, stuff starts getting like, put into motion for the show. Well, and, I would say Royal Rumble, really. Yeah, Royal like, Rumble, that's yeah, the start re- like, of the really kicks it off, yeah. yeah. Well, and this year's going to be awesome, but before we get into this year, and actually I've gotten ahead of myself, before okay. we get into years past, I'm going to talk about great matches, uh, just great WrestleManias in general from the past, and I encourage folks to go seek this stuff out. If you are 
if you like wrestling, I, I don't have to. I'm preaching to the choir. If you aren't a a fan of wrestling, but you also don't disdain it, you just are agnostic about it. I encourage you to watch WrestleMania. I think you can get it for free um, with the, a free sign up. Just remember to cancel your subscription if you don't like it. Um, giving them a free plug, and it's it's like the Super Bowl of wrestling. Uh, it is also just a spectacular, entertaining event. Like just the height of entertainment. I don't know what sort of tricks are going to pull, but I'm I'm way ahead of myself. Way ahead of myself. This is a news talk station, <laughs> and I get a little silly here or there. And sometimes we have to be serious. And you know, it, it would be a shame if I didn't mention our dear president of the United States, Donald Trump. And I found this um, in the audio library of, uh, well, Stone Cold finally gave Donald Trump a talking to. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm. Well, Stone Cold also gave Trump a stunner. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And that was epic, too. After Trump takes out Vince McMahon. Shaves his head. Yeah, shaves (laughs) his head. Trump's in the WWE Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. It's remarkable. I mean, yeah, Trump also played a huge part in WrestleMania 4 and 5 because they did it at Trump Plaza right? and a whole bunch of other stuff so Trump and Vince McMahon are kind of buddies buddies yeah Yeah. so let's set the scene here that's Monday Night Raw it's after Trump and Vince have agreed to their match and they've done the signing I believe and the special referee is Stone Cold Steve Austin and Stone Cold takes the mic after he's announced the special referee and uh, he talks to the crowd a little bit. Um, I think he talks to Vince a little bit. But then Donald Trump is standing in this ring, and he turns his attention to the President of the United States. And this is what Stone Cold Steve Austin had to say to the POTUS. You know, Donald, I don't think you and me have been formally introduced yet. My name's Stone Cold Steve Austin, and you're standing in my ring. <laughs> if you're standing in my ring, what I say goes. Do you understand that? You don't have to answer that because I hope you understand that. That's a good-looking tie you got there. You doing okay? Look a little stiff. Glad to have you here. You know, lately, Donald, I've been seeing you on a little TV show, and all of the only thing you got to say is telling people you're fired. Let me tell you something. You're not going to tell Stone Cold Steve Austin he's fired because he don't work for you. He's never going to work for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? I think it's only fair that you give a man fair warning, so I'm going to break it down to you like this. Donald, in this ring, don't get under my skin. Ooh. <laughs> don't rub me the wrong way. Don't ruffle my feathers. Basically, long story short, I'm telling you not to piss me off. <laughs> because if you do piss me off, I'll whip your ass. <laughs> now look at me when I'm talking to you. Because I've done my research on you. I don't give a rat's ass if you're worth a billion dollars, two billion dollars, three billion dollars, four billion dollars, five billion dollars, six billion dollars, seven billion dollars, eight billion dollars. You piss me off, I'll open up an eight billion dollar can of whoop ass and serve it to you, and that's all I got to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) That's what makes Donald Trump as president so much fun. That Stone Cold Steve Austin 
has actually told off the president of the United States. It's, it's surreal. It's hilarious. It's, I could watch that. It's better on video, folks. If you're out there just listening, find it on YouTube. It is one of the funniest things oh, I've God. ever seen. <laughs> well, I mean, another one of the funniest things that you'll ever see, speaking of Stone Cold, is when Mike Tyson came down to the ring uh, on Raw, and Vince McMahon had his, uh, like, kind of like, Showing off Mike Tyson to, yeah. the, to the whole world, and Stone Cold comes out, comes out and does a battle of words with Mike Tyson. Is shows. this a promo for WrestleMania match? It was uh, a lead up. Yeah, lead, lead up. Yeah, it was it. lead up. Yeah, yeah, it was on Raw. Okay, and but leading up to a match at WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it was like after the Rumble. Yeah. Um, yeah, might have been. Yeah, and so Stone Cold pushed uh, Tyson and. Vince McMahon's going crazy. He's like, you ruined everything. You ruined everything. He's just throwing a hissy fit. And it's so funny just seeing Vince well, McMahon. Well, actually, just... didn't Stone Cold just, he provoked Tyson. He didn't actually push him first. He flipped him the bird, the double yeah, bird. Yeah. He said, I've got some sign language for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh wow. hell, son. Yeah, it's... Stepping foot in this twenty by twenty ring, square circle. Yeah, um, my world. But but Stone Cold has gone. Though I think Stone Cold probably had the best, two of the best WrestleMania matches mm-hmm. in history. I'm going to say, and it's ranked on other places. It's that match with uh, Bret Hart. Hart. Yes, at thirteen WrestleMania oh, thirteen. Uh, so iconic. Like, how would we describe that match? It's a double turn, right? Yes. Yeah. You had uh, Bret Hart was the baby face or the good guy going into the match. And you had Stone Cold, who was a heel, um, pretty much crapping on everything that Bret Hart stood for. And through his grit and determination in the match, you see that Stone Cold really is just this tough SOB. And you see Bret Hart go out of the the rules of being a a baby face, of being a good guy, by taking a chair to him and the the bell to him and everything else. And didn't Vince say, I don't want any blog? Yeah. And And it's one of the bloodiest matches in WWE history. Yeah, and the the close-up of Stone Cold's face just like covered in blood, screaming in pain is iconic. Yes. Well, like we're... Brett put he, Stone Cold gets opened up. He's bleeding from the forehead, yeah. and Brett puts him in the sharpshooter. And Stone Cold refuses to tap out. Yeah, it's an I quit match. And so he's supposed to say I quit, mm. and instead of being able to say I quit, he passes out from the blood loss and the pain. Woo. Yeah, and yeah. so his legend is born out of that. That's and it's incredible for folks who don't know wrestling. It's when the crowd plays such a big role, at least in American wrestling. And maybe Mexican wrestling, too. I watched uh, the Jericho uh, Omega match at Wrestle Kingdom uh, the other night. We watched it together. And it's so weird watching a Japanese crowd because they're very quiet and respectful. If you do something really cool, they'll give you a nice, yeah, but then back to quiet. That's right. But the crowds in American wrestling, are they are an extra character. So when they tell you what they want, you should probably listen. It's... That's what I'm wondering for WrestleMania 34 coming up in about a month, is uh, Rusev. The fans, including myself, love what Rusev has done. Rusev Day. Happy Rusev Rusev Day. Day. For those who don't know, Rusev now has a bard. uh, or Aiden English is his name. And Aiden English used to come out in the ring by himself. I'm the Shakespeare of song. And he would sing this obnoxious thing. The crowd hated it. 
And now he's teamed up with Rusev, and he comes out and announces and gives the fanfare for Rusev. It's Rusev Day. And, like, the, the fans are eating it up because the way Rusev sells it. It's it's like a cartoon character, but he's also, he could definitely whoop your ass. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, he's just so happy. Like, 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 right. with, like the, the smile on his face is like, yes, it's my day. Yeah, I'm wondering <laughs> what they're going to do with him. That's an uh, interesting question. I, you know, so far I haven't read anything uh, as far as any plans for him. Uh, but he'll definitely play some part in it. Have, so the matches we know for the WrestleMania coming up is, well, okay, we have Lesnar, Roman Reigns yes. mm-hmm. for the Universal Which Championship. Which they're doing an interesting build for right now. Yeah, the, the angle is that Lesnar's not showing up, and well, he doesn't show up for They're doing while. everything they can to try to get the fans to cheer instead of boo for uh, Roman Reigns. Right. So they're trying to do a turn where they make Brock Lesnar look like the bad guy by not showing up, not being there. In fact, they had a house show... I want to say it was in Detroit or somewhere uh, along those lines. And he showed up and fought against Kane. It was Kane's return back from being out for a while. Yeah. And he finished him in like 15 seconds and left. Wow. Yeah. And for those who don't know, Kane is running for mayor. Glenn Jacobs yes. is running for mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. Wow. Which is very cool. It's like I just saw him doing an interview with Jericho in front of a yeah, bunch He's a of libertarian, supporters. isn't he? He is. He's a yeah. strong libertarian. Love the guy for it. Um, but that's crazy that they're using Lesnar in that way. Now, Lesnar's always kind of had a special deal. He was UFC champion. And there is something about knowing Lesnar could actually kill a man with his bare hands right. that brings an extra gravity to a match. It really does. Yeah. And it turned out the last match I think he was in, uh, Braun Strowman accidentally, for real, kneed him in the head. And I noticed it live. It wasn't the, the second punch they're showing the replay of where Lesnar actually clocks him in the head. It's when Lesnar's getting up, he does a quick jab to the gut. And the way Strowman reacted, I'm like, oh, that was a real punch. Yeah. That was a UFC punch. And so Lesnar's always had this special deal. He has Paul Heyman speak for him. He isn't showing yeah. up week after week on Raw. And so they've taken that fact and they're putting it in the mouth of Roman Reigns. Reigns almost sounds like. Um, like some promos of her John Cena cut. Yeah, recently. Um, yeah, he's trying to do the the straight shooter coming out and just doing a, a shoot interview where he kind of tries to reveal some of the stuff behind the scenes. Uh, talking about uh, Brock Lesnar's contract and how he has a limited you know contract where he only does specific dates, specific shows. You're not committed um, to the business, right? Where Roman Reigns is there, you know, on I think the Raw schedule is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. That Ooh. they're actually at work, and then they have Tuesday, Wednesday off, and then the SmackDown guys run Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Can so, you imagine doing that schedule? No. It's crazy. That is wild. Well, the toll it has to take on your body is fifty-two yeah. weeks a year too. There's, you know, no like you were saying, no off season. Yeah, it's unreal. So I, I watched the latest promos from this past Monday night. You know, I know what they're doing, but I kind of like it. I, I think it's for the first time in a long. They do it on SmackDown, but Reigns actually walked back to what is called the gorilla position. Yes, yeah, and, that was pretty interesting. And gorilla position, for those who don't know, where the wrestlers walk out and have their entrance. Uh, there's a curtain behind that, and Vince McMahon actually sits there with a headset, and he's giving directions to the announcers and uh, people in the production crew. 
Um, and so Reigns walks back there and like, I'm not just I'm not disrespected by Lesnar or no, not I'm not disrespected by you, Kurt. He's talking to the general manager, Kurt Angle. I'm mad at Vince McMahon. So he storms back there. McMahon says, "We'll handle this in my office." And he suspends Roman Reigns, essentially. And so that's where we are. We'll have to find out the next little chapter this upcoming Monday. Uh, but speaking of John Cena, it's something I never thought would happen. Uh, catch people up. Cena has been doing this thing since December, essentially. I'm going to find my way into WrestleMania again. I'm going to find my road to WrestleMania. And he's a free agent, so he gets yeah. to work on both Raw and SmackDown. And Yeah, I mean, he's... He's the top guy of WWE, the poster boy. He's going to have a WrestleMania match. Of course. So he, he goes into Elimination Chamber trying to you know to get the honor of facing Brock Lesnar, loses, Reigns wins that. Goes to Fastlane. That happened this past Sunday. He's in the six-pack challenge trying to beat AJ Styles to be in that for the world championship and loses that. And then, I th- was it this Monday that he called him out? Yes. Yeah. So, y'all, I actually haven't seen this, uh, but I know about it. So, what happens? What, how did Cena go about this? Well, he pretty much he came out to the ring and, and, you know, stated again that he still doesn't have a clear path to WrestleMania, but he's going to make himself a path. And he pretty much calls out The Undertaker and says, look, I know it's it might be the, the guys in the back trying to keep this match from happening, but you wouldn't be posting photos of yourself on Instagram lifting weights if you weren't in the shape you need to be in to have a match with me. So we're pretty much, the question is, is Undertaker going to respond? Uh, you know, there's a lot of speculation at the Raw 25th anniversary that that was when they were going to set that match up. So I don't know what the behind the scenes are going on with that as to why they hesitated on pulling the trigger on that. Because, hmm. uh, you know, we're four weeks away from it. Uh, by the time they do TV again, it'll be three weeks away. So they're really cutting it down to the line as far yeah. as... Yeah, and I'm wondering, like, I thought, per last year's WrestleMania, Taker was done. Yeah, and that's another weird thing about it is uh, that was officially his retirement match. Because hmm. uh, yeah. he, he took off all of his garb and left it folded in the ring and... Yeah, and everybody like, gave him the thank you taker. And in the network, that. the company did like a whole like series of things where you could watch Classic Undertaker, and they had all these panels. So it seemed like he's done completely. So to hear he's coming back, probably I think he's going to be a different iteration of the Undertaker than we saw last time. Either American Badass, because Kid, I think that John, he, we've been having this argument yeah. off air. He doesn't think that, but Kid Rock is just being inducted into That's the Hall true, of Fame. Yeah. Who gave Taker that theme song? I mean, I think Undertaker's going to be the deader man. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Like the deader man. Yeah, because he's the dead man. Deader. The deader man. Yeah, the deader man. Okay. Yeah. It. Uh, whatever. I don't think he's. I don't think he's coming out on a chopper. You know, coming out to Kid Rock, saying American Badass. Mm. Uh, I just don't. I can see that happening. I just don't think it's going to happen. Okay. Now, I'm trying to position that match. I would make that the main event. Wait, um, would you, though? I would. Really? Like, I mean... Well, uh, I mean, yeah. like, like it really... Well, it really all depends uh, the way that I see it because, well, to me... Okay, so Undertaker, Roman Reigns closed out WrestleMania last year. 
that was because it was supposed to be Undertaker's last match. Right. And did the whole uh, shaboodle, yeah, you know, shebang. The sh- yeah, shebang. That, that's the word I was going for. Uh, with Undertaker leaving the ring, taking his garb off, gloves, hat, trench coat, and everything. Um, to do that again the next year, closing the show, I don't know. But then again, like, Undertaker had, you know, a 21 streak, 21 win streak at WrestleMania that ended at WrestleMania 30 with Brock Brock Lesnar, which, um, you know, I feel as though he should have retired then, but, Hmm. you know, he... I guess, well, like, I don't, I don't know that his body can hold up for a main event match. Right. I mean, that's the the main thing is his the shape that he's in. Because uh, even last year's match, Roman Reigns had to do a lot of the heavy lifting in that match. Yeah, and you do have great matches. You got Reigns, Lesnar. You have AJ Styles. I'm pumped for that one. Shinsuke yeah. Nakamura. Yeah. Now they, I'm trying to think how long ago it was, but they faced off in New Japan. Uh, and yeah, that was about three. No, two? No, about three years three ago. Years yeah, ago. three years ago. Okay, and so yeah. they that is going to be an incredible That's match. Because be yeah. yeah. they're both at the height of their powers, and they, they have that history. I hope they start teasing that history out some in the lead-up to WrestleMania, so it really builds the match. Um, we also know, and we haven't spoken about it, and we'll do it after the break, but the women's division, I was telling you all off-air, a lot of the women's matches, not every single one, but some of these women's matches, especially with Asuka, are better than the men. Yeah. And it isn't like the Raw era. It's not like the Attitude era of, uh, you know, what, evening dress matches where you yeah, strip people strip down. down. matches and bra and panty matches and stuff like that. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. They, like, these women are top-notch in the ring, and I love it. There is some sex appeal, too. Yeah. I have to admit to it. You're married, so... Yeah, I'm going to watch what I say. (laughs) (laughs) Jonathan and I aren't. Yeah, well, Joey, I think you're a sexist pig. Yeah, I know I am. I am. I'm I'm joking because I feel the same way. But seriously. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's take a quick break. Come back. We'll keep talking about this. 272-9228. Any favorite WrestleMania memories, folks out there? I know we have a bit of an audience of wrestling fandom here in Montgomery, Alabama, so... It could be WrestleMania 1 to WrestleMania 33. Anything you want to talk about, 272-9228. And some guy said, James, I believe, that when he actually helped arrest... Yeah, I saw that. Ric Flair in Charlotte, North Carolina uh, a few years ago. So hopefully he'll be calling in Oh, soon. wow. And uh, tell us that story. But uh, again, you're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Alongside me, my roommate Jonathan, good friend Mike. And we're talking WrestleMania. Be right back. Joey Clark. Joey Clark. Oh, welcome back to it. You're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Alongside me, Jonathan and Mike. We're talking WrestleMania. This is apparently one of the theme songs now for WrestleMania 34. Kid Rock. I think he's going to do a concert. Oh, really? Well, not a concert per se, but I think he's going to do a performance. It would not surprise me because he's a Hall of Famer now. 
for WWE. That makes sense. That makes sense. And, yeah. And he's Vince McMahon. Like, Vince McMahon apparently loves Kid Rock, so it's like, okay. Yeah. What's, who doesn't love Kid Rock? He's rock and roll Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> but without further ado, I, I don't want to leave this gentleman waiting on the phone too long at all. Uh, we have JW, who contacted me on Facebook, and he has an interesting story to tell. What's up, man? Hey, how you doing, sir? Y'all doing all right? Oh, yeah, doing great. But, uh, you know, I was being silly today, sharing Ric Flair memes, and you mentioned to me that you once arrested Ric Flair. Well, let me tell you, I was in a group. Um, I worked for Mecklenburg County Sheriff's Department up in North Carolina, which is in Charlotte. And uh, they have this huge amphitheater up there. They do concerts and wrestling matches and all types of things. And um, we were tasked, you know, you could work some overtime, get make some pretty good money to go just stand around and watch the crowd. And uh, so we're... Uh, we're standing there at the bottom, and uh, Ric Flair comes out of the dressing room behind the stage and uh, just runs up to the top steps of the amphitheater. And people, you know, they're starting to they're starting to pile in. And then he turns around and he starts screaming with a rage and holds both his arms out and starts running down the steps, clipping people with his arms. Knocking him down. I mean, it was the, the most bizarre thing you've ever seen. And, and the guy, I don't know if you've been up next to him, but he's a freaking giant. I mean, he, he really he is. is a big man. What year is this? Uh, let's see, 89, 90. Oh, so, oh, wow. So he's definitely, he's in great shape at this point. Oh, he's a, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he, yeah, he's huge. I mean, he's got like sixty minute man. So he gets down there and he's all just hyped up, sweating. You know, veins popping out of his forehead, out of his neck. But you know what? When we told him, you know, he's going to have to go into custody, taken into custody. The lieutenant made the decision and pointed at about ten of us and said, "Get him." (laughs) (laughs) So you know, that's leadership from the rear. But uh, so we all just kind of looked at each other. You know, the average guy being six feet tall and we're looking up at this guy and and uh he just turned around and put his arms behind his back and it wasn't like he could just you know put his he couldn't clap his hands it took four or five sets of handcuffs clicked end to end to put him on there you know like because oh, wow. he had a huge wingspan you know right and we couldn't get him in a patrol car we tried to but he was just too massive you know and he was griping we're pushing you know Finally, we get we have a transport van there, and they they open it up, and we sat him in the back, and he's sitting on the floor, and we get him over to the uh, Mecklenburg County Sheriff's Department, the intake for the jail, and uh, get in there, and he's being really nice, you know, real real cool. Get him in there, and uh, walk it walk, you know, Sally Port closes, we go through the gate, and they scare weapons, and uh, take off the handcuffs. Well, he's standing there in his, you know, his, his uh, costume, and there's a, a, a little black guy, older guy, probably in his 50s, over there sweeping, and he recognizes him, calls his name, and runs right up to him and wraps his arms around him. <laughs> well, Ric Flair says, nobody touches Ric Flair, and picks this guy up over top of his head and body slams him. Wow. So now we're so now we've added we're up to like forty eight counts of assault. <laughs> so we process the guy in, get his pictures taken, and all that kind of stuff, and uh, um, 
taken down to the magistrate. You got a 24-hour magistrate that's behind bulletproof glass, you know. And I got like six of them. It's a huge place. And uh, I didn't hear how much um, the, the you know, the, the bond money was going to be, the bail money. But this guy came in there. He was no more than five, six, you know, glasses, slick back hair, three-piece suit of the day. Alligator shoes, you know, flawless walks in, you know, he's just Nedley the nerd, walks in, tells Rick, you know, just sit down, calm down, just sit your butt down, calm down. <laughs> he talks to the magistrate, he has a he has a uh has a briefcase and he says, uh, ask for the ask the amount of the bond, he gives him an amount and he pays it in cash. Wow. Right out of that briefcase. I don't know if he was a hand you know, I don't know what he was, but he bonded and walked out and strutted out of there and got back in time to do his match. Wow. Oh, he hadn't even done his match yet. Well, no, I know. I mean, it was before the event had begun. You know, it was, the, the sun was setting, the lights were coming on, the music was playing, and this guy comes out of the dressing room, just runs to the top of the amphitheater, and then spreads his arms out. You can imagine how big they are at this point, and just runs down the steps clipping people. That's hilarious. You know, I... So, I am pleasantly surprised that it was not for like tax evasion or <laughs> yeah. uh, public intoxication or anything to do with alcohol. Well, I imagine he, uh, you know, had been taking some type of painkillers or steroids. I imagine only. Right. But uh, but you should say I mean, it was it was almost comical. It was like a bowling ball going through pins. People were <laughs> falling down in the chairs, rolling down steps. You know, medics are being called. And he's just standing there shaking his head, knowing he screwed up. <laughs> and I'm, and you know, and, and when the lieutenant said, "Y'all get him," it's like, no, you know, no, no. Are we, yeah, we got guns and gloves, but no. Took ten and, of you, uh, <laughs> sir. Took ten of you, and it sounds like he's he had been through that before. Yeah, he assumed <laughs> the position. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, well, yeah, they they were a little. I think they were. You know, it wasn't as. Um, as scripted it is today, I don't think. And if you met them, you would, you know, one of the things in the briefing that we got was if you met them, don't ever say anything about them being members of the Hollywood Guild or, um, you know, scripted or play because they, it would, you know, basically just piss them off. Yeah. You know? Well, that was when the, the kayfabe era was very strong back then. Yeah. And back then it was, you know, it was, it, I guess it's kind of politically correct that you could damage souls like that, but I mean, uh, I, I never found out what happened to the case disposition on it, but uh, it was it was interesting. He's a really nice guy too. Really nice guy. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And, and, and it's like anybody else does that and we're not laughing, yeah. but it's Ric Flair and the way he did, what you just described is a pure Ric Flair story and there are Thousands well, back of them then, out there. you know, now it's wrestling, but back then it was wrestling. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, it was a di it was a different world. You know, Mister Two and uh, Wrestler Number Two and Hulk Hogan and all those guys were fairly young. And uh, yeah, it was just an interesting, interesting deal. Well, interesting. can you imagine if Ric Flair lives in the era of like cell phone cameras and oh, like oh, how much? Oh, wow. oh, could you imagine the lawsuits flying? Yeah. Exactly. You know, <laughs> I mean, but. I, it was uh, you can you can Google it and look it up. It was pretty funny, but the funniest part was in everybody. You know, there's ten of us, and we're standing there before Goliath, and uh, it was just the looks in everybody's eyes, like ah, I'm not putting handcuffs on him, ah, I'm not touching him. 
Because if we had to fight him, he was going to kill at least three or four of us before it was over with. But he was just really a nice guy. Gave up right there on the spot. Knew he made a mistake. And that and that guy, you know, the little trainer, whatever he was, his representative came in there, just, you know, he was treating, he, he was no bigger than a chihuahua talking to a huge dog like he was nothing, you know. <laughs> sit down, sit down, Rick, shut up. <laughs> he was sort of, it, it was pretty funny. Well, it was interesting. JW, I really appreciate you sharing this story. Made my night. Yeah, no problem. I, I called Nick. If you ever have one on uh, concerts, I got some great ones for you. One of the Grateful Dead. Okay. Well, I'd got to invite you up. I'll be in touch on Facebook and uh, you have to come up to the studio. We'll swap stuff. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, man. I work in concerts where it's just crazy. Crazy. <laughs> well, I hope you have a good night. I really appreciate it again. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good night. Bye bye. Wow. <laughs> that <Yeah>. is remarkable. <laughs> Again, I'm surprised it wasn't like tax evasion or like anything with alcohol. Well, uh, what does he say? I've spent more money on spilt liquor than you've spent on your house like yeah. last year. Oh, it's, it's, cr- I mean, he is, well, who are we talking to? Who are we talking about? Who are we talking about? You're talking to the Rolex <laughs> wearing <laughs> diamond ring wearing. Kiss stealing, wheel of dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, like I will say this: as a kid, like growing up watching wrestling, Ric Flair was kind of—I didn't get Ric Flair as a kid, mm. but now as I've gotten older, it's like. He was the man. Yes. See, I grew up watching WCW <clears throat> in the mid-late 90s, yeah. so I do remember, the, I can't even remember the particular storyline or what year. Again, I was a kid. Like, like when he like stripped down like, to his boxers and then like yeah. elbow, elbow, elbow drop, like strutting, <laughs> strutting in the ring and then like elbow drop the clothes. The one I remember, it was like... like I remember that. It was, it was, a it was like, I was like, what the hell is this? He lost his mind. <laughs> it was a match between him and Bischoff to like who runs WCW. Yeah. Oh, and I was man. so happy. I said, Flair! Yeah, I'm so hooked. Yeah, and so then your parents, it. then your parents told you, "Do you know it's fake, right?" Hey, like, shut up! <laughs> shut up! It's still real to me, Daddy. Yeah, come on. Next, you're gonna tell me Santa Claus isn't real. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> only is real. He is real. Uh, now, I'm, I, Flair had the great like that last WrestleMania match with Shawn Michaels, but. Mm-hmm. Trying to th- did Flair ever have a really great WrestleMania moment other um, than that one? I mean, he's had he's had a few. I mean, he wrestled Macho Man Randy Savage at WrestleMania Eight. Okay, uh, at the Hoosier Dome, uh, and then like he went back to WCW after that. Uh, I'm trying to think. He wrestled the Undertaker at eighteen. Okay, at WrestleMania eighteen. Uh, nineteen. I'm I'm trying to think of you know what other matches he wrestled in. But let's at because WrestleMania. we only have about eleven minutes here. Yeah. So I kind of want to get back to. Let's first say if somebody wants to, you know, what are these guys talking about? Uh, like which WrestleMania would y'all suggest for people to watch? Like, like best. It, maybe it's a particular match, but I'm thinking like, is it seventeen? Is it? 20 at which WrestleMania? I'm thinking, that's a tough one. yeah, that's a really, really tough one because if you ask me, it's like, okay, so like which WrestleMania matches that would be mm-hmm. easier, but I would go with 17, like as far as like from beginning to end, 
because the main event there is Stone Cold, Cold versus The Rock. But you also have yeah. WrestleMania 17 also has Bobby the Brain Heenan's last time at doing any type of announcing yeah. for wrestling in that for that gimmick battle royal match, which was hilarious. Because yeah, uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan is well, rest his soul. He's no longer with us, but he was great. Oh, Heenan was great. Absolutely fantastic. And we were watching the other night, Jonathan and I were, Mike, um, they have this new show on the network called Photoshoot. Yes. Yeah, I've seen that. And did you see the Jim Cornette one? I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, watch it. it. It's good. Is it? And Cornette was in that... uh, (laughs) Yeah. Or or that Battle Royale. Yeah. And, you know, this year... The WWE keeps getting into trouble. You're mentioning off air, Mike. They're they're doing a women's because they're this new thing this year because they're taking the women's division very seriously. They had their first Royal Women's Royal Rumble, first Women's Elimination Chamber, right. and they're going to do a battle royale for the women. But what happened with this? Well, it was originally going to be named the Fabulous Moolah Battle Memorial Memorial Battle Royal, but uh, as soon as they announced it, they started catching a lot of heat online. Because of the checkered past of the fabulous Moolah. Um, so it was announced today because their sponsors were starting to kind of put some heat on them on WWE. Uh, they announced today that they will be removing the name of the fabulous Moolah from the Battle Royal. They'll, st- they'll still have it, they just haven't announced what the name of it will be. And I'm assuming they're going to have to change the trophy that they already have made for it because it has. The fabulous Mula on the trophy. So. And this is kind of like how the men have done there, where it's the Andre the Giant yeah, Royal, Royal. Royal. Yeah. and you win like an Andre statue, right? But okay. I mean, that's Andre the Giant. He was Fezzik in Princess Bride. Yeah. Oh, Andre. And there's an HBO documentary coming out in April. On April 10th. Yes, I'm looking forward that, to that. That's that going to be amazing. And like those huge, like people like Flair, like Andre, anybody that got huge, literally larger than life. To see somebody who's a really good storyteller go back and say, what was it like to be Andre? It's, at times, this heroic, iconic thing, and then other times, incredibly tragic and lonely life. Uh, Same with Flair. Yeah, Yeah, for Andre, it was just being his size made (laughs) life so difficult for him. Um, Just a huge guy. I remember something I watched, gosh, probably 20 years ago. They were showing with one of his rings, you could actually pass an egg through one of his rings that he wears on his fingers. That's how big his oh, hands Was were. that like the A&D biography? It of, might have been, yeah. Of Andre the Giant? Yeah. Wow. And just the amount of alcohol that that man could drink because, you know, just being his size. Like, he would be the designated driver, but he would still outdrink everybody. Well, and yeah. isn't the deal with giantism where your metabolism is incredibly fast, too, right? So you eat, you can eat more, or you have to, yeah. because you burn fuel fast. Yes. Yeah, like, he had, like, acromaglia, yep. or yep. yeah, acromaglia, and the sad thing is, I think by the time that it got to the point where he couldn't function, it was like, by the time, like, he passed away, it was, like, a little bit after that, I believe they had the surgery to remove that yeah because uh, the big show was born with that and yeah. they actually caught it in him when he was 16 and was able to do surgery to mm. stop him f- from continuing to grow because he's a massive massive what man. is he like seven five nah, i think he's seven two yeah, yeah he's over seven foot but he's i mean he's he was big. a legit he's 500 enormous. pounds at one point yeah yeah 
it, that it's crazy. And the way he can move, being that size, is a remarkable thing. Uh, and now I'm, I'm thinking, okay, we gave like WrestleMania 17, but what are the all-time great matches? We mentioned Stone Cold, Bret Hart, WrestleMania 13. There's Stone Cold, uh, The Rock, Rock 17. Yeah. But what other matches come to mind for y'all? Well, for me as a kid, it was, uh, I guess it was number three with Hogan body slamming Andre the Giant. Yeah. Because the whole build up to that, I was like, he's never going to be able to do it. It's Andre the Giant. He can't do that. <laughs> and then he does it. And, you know, that's the great passing the torch moment for uh, for Andre passing the torch to uh, Hulk Hogan. Pretty yeah. much setting Hogan on his course to just be mega stardom. Well, and I, I think I was watching an interview with Hogan being asked about the scripted nature of wrestling. And he said, yeah, it is scripted, but I still had to pick the guy up. Yeah. And, and there was a lot of nerves going into that match because they didn't know what Andre was going to do. Andre didn't make up his mind until literally right before they went through the curtain to start the match wow. on whether he was going to let him pick him up. Hogan. Wow. Hogan. That's crazy. What about you, Jonathan? What match oh, would you suggest? What? Okay, so this is going back probably a little bit before my time before I actually started watching wrestling. Um, I would go Bret Hart versus Owen Hart, WrestleMania 10. That's a good uh, that's a good one. Um, there's like several more. Uh, as far as like the sh- the sheer um, sideshow uh, appeal to wrestling, Lawrence Taylor versus Bam Bam Bigelow at really? uh, WrestleMania 11. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, it's not as bad as you would think it it would be. Like in it, it's no Jay Leno. Yeah, it's no J- <laughs> no Jay Leno. Exactly. <laughs> Because uh, Lawrence Taylor actually has athletic Skill. ability. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not Drew Carey at the Royal Rumble. Oh, it's, yeah. gosh. Um, one that comes to mind for me is, uh, what, the three-way tag team ladder match. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dudley yeah. Boys, Artie Boys, Edge and Christian. And just some of the, again, I, I like reaching people who, it's fake, right? And like, yeah, it's scripted. Watch this match. Like, the risk those guys are taking. You told me last time you were here, Mike, that one of your worst injuries was... You Jumping f- off of a ladder. And yeah. that was a normal height. How tall was that? It was, was a 20-foot ladder. Oh, it was oh, a 20-foot oh, ladder. God. Woo! Shattered my ankle. It was no good. So when you're watching these guys do your thing... I cringe. It? Yeah. I cringe. Um... It's they're great matches. They're just absolutely great matches. But yeah, anybody that wants to say that it's fake, just watch one of those. You yeah. know, jump. Just gosh, the stuff that they do on those ladders is amazing. The I'm trying to think of another WrestleMania match. Uh, the Shawn Michaels Undertaker matches at WrestleManias. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, In particular, the one uh, I, I'm looking it up right now. It's either 25. Yeah, 25. Yeah. The yeah. Heaven versus Hell match. Yeah. Yeah, that is because Shawn Michaels was known for, you know, I think taking substances and being a real ass and difficult to work with. He hurt his back. He comes back finally. He's cleared to actually wrestle again. And he's he's born again. Born again Christian. So they set it up with The Undertaker. And it's also when I kept hearing all these wrestlers I was listening to on podcasts talk about the, the story you tell in the ring, the story you tell. I didn't really get it until I watched that match with that frame of mind. Went, oh, wow. It's remarkable. And I started to really appreciate it on a different level. Um, incredible work. Just the the way it ends. Uh, 
how they they do their high spots, or Sean does at least. Well, I think Undertaker might have done a little old school in that match, but then it yeah. ends up where they're just brawling at the end. I, I love how each section of the match was built up. Uh, remarkable stuff. Yeah. We have a phone call. Let's see who this is. Newstalk, you're on there. Who's this? Uh, Justin. Hey, Justin, what's up? You're on there, man. Hey, I was just going to say, uh, probably the best WrestleMania match I've seen is uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bret Hart. Yeah. The Iron Man yeah. match. Yeah. We mentioned that one earlier. It's, um, it, it, well, it created the legend of Stone Cold. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to get back off here, but I just wanted to say that real quick. Thank you. Thank you, Justin. Yeah, and speaking of Bret Hart versus Stone Cold, like the line that Stone Cold gave about Bret Hart, Put an ass in front of Hitman, you have my exact opinion of him. <laughs> <laughs> like that line always cracks me up. Yeah, Stone Cold has one liners, you but I'm I've got a list here in front of me. Somebody put together some of the best matches. Uh, some we've mentioned, but number two on their list is I think the first ladder match at WrestleMania ten. Ah, oh, that's another great one. Uh Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Uh but what match is not on that list, and it should be, is the Giant Gonzalez versus the Undertaker <laughs> match at WrestleMania 9. For how bad it is? Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> Completely horrible. He had this, like, legitimate seven-foot-seven guy. Wearing the, the whole body suit. With, with like, fur. Patches of fur on it. And it has, like, muscles uh, airbrushed, spray, on. Uh, airbrushed on with uh, <laughs> with with patches of fur and it's just god awful well and we're in the final minute here Ben we've been for this hour kind of saying the, the highlights here are the best matches there's a lot of crap too yeah and it's fun to watch going back it's like okay they really were not clicking there you know another memorable moment for me was at Wrestlemania 20 you had the Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar yep. that was their first match okay but the fans you were talking earlier about how the fans can be part of it the fans knew that Brock Lesnar was leaving to go to the to the NFL yeah. at the time and, then, and that Goldberg's contract had come up and he wasn't renewing his contract. So they crapped all over that match. I mean, they were booing wow. through the whole thing, you know, chanting, you sold out, you sold out. Wow. Um, and you could see it getting to the wrestlers. So that was well, a pretty memorable match there. Well, we got to do this again, guys. Yeah. Before, yes. uh, for the next for WrestleMania 34. But, uh, folks, thank you for listening. It's been the Joey Clark Radio Hour.